What's Appalachian? It's 25% higher for gay youth, but uh, by the time they reach the age of 21, 52% of trans people will have attempted suicide. Yeah. And like, it, it's a huge issue. And like, I, I tell people all the time, I was like, I had a literal noose around my neck. Yeah. Because of like this. And welcome back to What's Happen and This is Gabe Roush with Cody Greathouse. And we've got Ethan Bartlett here with us today. Ethan is with us. Yeah, yeah. So looking forward to this episode. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this one too. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. Without I think it's going to give a great perspective that a lot of people, uh, it, and I was thinking about this today before we, before uh, Ethan got here just today when I was doing some work around the house. There have been so many people that I've talked to that have listened to our episodes have been like, I've never thought about it that way. Or like, man, I didn't even know that. Or I didn't even know about that, or yeah. this, or that. Like, yeah, so I'm hoping for an enlightening. Our BS and conversations of enlightened people, yeah, might be a strong. I'm just telling you, word to describe that gives them an opportunity to think. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're busy with real work. Yeah, and it stuff. Happens. So yep. hopefully, no one hates us too much for that. Right? Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, we still drank beer though. Yeah, more important than. I guess. Yeah. Ethan was going to give me part of his liver, but it's for his mom. Uh, She's going to need it. Uh, yeah. So. You didn't have part of my lip. It's just going to be the same thing, man. It's probably already fatty and all that. 100%. So. so. It's depressing. Thanks for joining us, Ethan. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Anytime. time. <laughs> Dude. Uh, Ethan, Ethan's listened to a few of our episodes. Uh, yeah. He, he likes our social media and stuff like that, follows along. So we definitely appreciate Ethan and, and what he brings to the table in terms of a uh, in terms of a listener. Yeah, yeah. But no, we're, uh, like I said, I, I hope that, that people that tune into this episode can can um, learn something from it, mm. you know, because I feel like we have a big outreach in terms of a hodgepodge of people mm-hmm. or a cornucopia of people, oh. if you will. Oh. Uh, and... I feel like it could be a very good episode for people to learn something. No, agreed, agreed. Especially, I mean, because I know we really wanted to kind of really focus on Pride Month. Yeah. Especially here within Appalachia for yeah. an episode or two right. here in June. Um, so I know it just kind of flows with what our ideas are and really getting the word out and, and just talking with people of all walks of life within Appalachia because we're not just a, <laughs> I mean, are we the most diverse? No, but we're still diverse. Right. So, uh, yeah. What makes it a pretty pretty neat region? I agree. So, I agree. You know who we can thank for grinding our beards, or at least fixing them after we grind them? Not Jason, and not Justin. Nor Justin of Visions Barbershop in uh, Galpless Ferry, West Virginia. I'm getting a static in my mic. It's the wind. We're on my back porch. <laughs> uh, we're, we're about to sit through a storm. I didn't know this was coming. Uh, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, but Jason, Justin, thank you much for the uh, support, folks. Yeah, make sure you make your way down to Galpless Ferry, West Virginia. Uh, visit Jason and Justin; they're two master barbers uh, who do a great job. They take care of these ugly mugs here at What's Appalachian, and uh, we're pretty sure they can fix yours. Yeah, even though you're beautiful, I'm sure, definitely. So we've got Ethan Bartley here with us tonight. Thanks for joining us, Ethan. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah, so uh, Ethan is a local teacher here in Mason County, West Virginia, and uh, is an advocate for the 
LGBTQ community. Um, so we really wanted to bring him on, kind of get his perspective, and just talk to him about his experiences here in Appalachia. So uh, been really looking forward to this, man. Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. It'll be fun. It will be. <laughs> it will be. I'm sure. It'll be enlightening. Uh, so um, I guess just kind of just kind of cut into it, just kind of tell us your story, man. Cannonball it, into if it. You I, know, to, I see the or, eyes getting yeah. wide. <laughs> Surprise. We're Informal. here all night, Ethan. <laughs> well, okay. Um, I'm gay. Um, <laughs> I'll just start with that. Um, I usually lead with that whenever I meet people, too. I'm like, hi, yeah. my name is Ethan. I'm gay. I'm right. a raging homosexual. Yeah. Practicing homosexual, That's roughly how that yeah. went when I asked him to be on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. He's like, well, I am raging gay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, it I am a flaming is. homo. It is what it is. Um, sometimes I tell people I'm a practicing homosexual because right. I want it to sound like a religion because people are afraid of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like a local um, ex-delegate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ouch. That was a 15-page op-ed. That Love was that. not fun. Um, but yeah, I, I grew up in Appalachia. I grew up in Ripley, uh, went to school there all throughout. Um, I didn't come out really until like tail end of senior year into college. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really come out. Um, I was out Ted. Um, so that was, um, Whoa. so much fun. Cause this was before like marriage equality. Um, I graduated in 2011, so it was still a little bit, um, a little bit rougher than what it is now, but not as rough as it had been in like the nineties, eighties, seventies in terms of coming out. Um, I just remember I went on a date with a dude in like Parkersburg and somebody took a picture of it oh. and like sent it around. Damn. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, I like denied it. I had denied it. Cause, um, the summer before I had gone through like conversion camp and like conversion therapy Holy and all shit, Oh yeah. That was fun. Um, <laughs> that was a, it's like a week in like, well, two weeks in purgatory, uh, but um, sounds rougher than purgatory. Damn, it was like they did some sketchy shit. Like, Walk me uh, through that. I, I'm interested. I'm gonna pick your brain tonight. I'm just telling you. My favorite one that I do tell people, not my favorite one, because it's still kind of like horrible. Um, I didn't admit to like having sex with married men and doing drugs. Because I hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I didn't want to lie. That's how you go to hell. Yeah. Other than, you mm -hmm. know, apparently to them being gay. Um, and so they were like, you know, we're just going to have to punish you until you admit to these things. I was like, what? So they put me on a four-wheeler, blindfolded me, drove me out into the woods, left me. And they're like, you can't take off the blindfold until you can't hear the four-wheeler no more. And they're like, we'll come and get you in the morning. What? No water, no food. Um, and so, like, I just went out there and, um, it's a bit traumatic. Um, and I slept on the ground. I remember that much. And then when I came back, I admitted to everything after that. Like, I just played with it. Um, but one thing, another one, they also did, like, aversion therapy. So they'd feed you shit until you were full. And then they would give you a drink that had, like, some sort of, like, expectorant in it yeah. like something that would make you like, like epicac or something vomit like that. Yeah. or like yourself and then they made us watch porn while vomiting and we were sitting close to each other we couldn't get up we couldn't clean it and then at the end of it we had to clean it up ourselves with just like paper towels and like our hands so that was um also dramatic um they had like Big funerals. There's a movie called Boy Erased that kind of touches on like some of the things that happened, um, but like not as in depth. Like I think they water it down so people can digest it. Yeah. Um, but like one 
like silver lining funny thing that would happen you stick a bunch of closeted gay dudes in a camp together for two weeks yeah <laughs> all the counselors are veterans of the program right um so um people did go off in the woods and they did probably a lot of different things i didn't because i was a good christian boy at the time because mm -hmm. um, like my mom's family's christian my dad's family's jewish right but um so did that and then before that i had done like conversion therapy like actual therapy like with a therapist once yeah. a week um they did like electroshock therapy on me for a little bit they would make me like look what? at magazines and then like an electrode like usually in random places on my body usually on my leg um one time like <laughs> uh, one time i had to put it on my tank so that was that was um, Jesus. that was interesting um but like before that i had like tried to pray it away i tried all these things because i was a fundamentalist right. i was an independent fundamental baptist yeah. um i really wanted to be in the church um and then after a while you figure out that like being gay is a sin to them right and it will definitely send you to hell yeah and you don't want to go to hell yeah like, of course no one wants to go to hell right. so i tried to do everything to stop from going to hell um so i did all that and then my senior year i went to um an honor band and i saw this guy that i thought was really cute and then i realized it didn't work right um all of <laughs> all of that hard work it just went down the drain yeah um the and taint shocks did nothing the taint shocks did nothing surprisingly did nothing the puking the like leaving me in the forest like all that hard all work that i put did. into it uh, like all the prayers all these, <laughs> he shit through so many bridges. interrogation methods yeah oh my god and like um so i went home and so i did the only thing i thought that would save me from going to hell forever uh so i tried to um not be alive anymore and um luckily i'm horbot tying knots yeah um and then after that i was just like i think that's a sign from god so just mm -hmm. get yeah um so Most i stopped definitely. denying it after that i just kind of went with it um then i did go on that date and was outed at my school yeah uh but um i just stopped denying it because like why not like at that point it was just okay and like i had told my church i was going to go to a baptist college to be a minister i wanted to be a minister in this system yeah. that put me through that mm -hmm. like that's how up it is it, yeah. like they mess with your brains they make mm -hmm. you think that this is what you need to do um independent fundamental baptists are famous for it there are like 2020 specials on this um type of church and um so i was so into it so thinking like this is the only way to heaven i was depressed i would like push away my friends um we burned books as a youth activity yeah like <clears throat> nazi yeah uh which was red flag number one for like my family too because like yeah. i voluntarily did all of this mm -hmm. i voluntarily went to camp i voluntarily went and got therapy my grandma would ask me are you sure this is what you want i said yes this is what i need uh because i thought i needed it right and um it was just really weird and so then i decided i was going to go to like a state college i right. went to marshall yeah and um the church was like why are you doing that i was like well it's it's cheaper because like if i would have gone to crown college um which was like an hour away from the camp i went to yeah um i 
would be spending so much money out of pocket. I have scholarships for this. I can still be involved Definitely. with things. And then um, fast forward a year, I started going through the conversion process to Judaism <laughs> because yeah. like I found that it just fit with yeah. me better. And then, um, you know, like all that trauma. Um, and, <laughs> you know. What trauma? <laughs> oh, yeah, what trauma, you know. Yeah. Yeah, nothing bad, you know. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> no but, like shocks. I did that and I came back one day and the pa everyone started looking at me weird. Like I knew something was up, but like I didn't at the same time. I went to a Sunday school class for like college and careers what they called it. I sat down and the teacher looked at me weird and started talking to me weird, like asking me like strange questions like they would never ask before. Like they would ask me like how's like how are you doing if I hadn't been in a couple of weeks? But this was like, so how's college like? Make any new friends? Asia said she hasn't um, gone to church with you in a while. And like all these different questions. And then I go to choir practice. The head pastor pulls me out and he sets me down. And he's like, so we've heard some things. Didn't even give me a chance to like answer for myself. <clears throat> but at the same time, I was like, just go ahead. Just yeah. lay it on me. And he was just like, so we are going to give you an ultimatum. Either you're going to do some more counseling and basically drop out of college and move home. Um, or you're not going to be allowed to have any roles in the church or be allowed around children, which was what? a big, yeah, because I do have another story about that one too. Like one time I was hanging out with one of my cousins who's gay and somebody called the church. They took me into his office. They're like, uh, they're like, they like to recruit boys your age. I was like, he's my cousin. And they're like, well, the sexual sins he's committed won't stop him from like committing some toward you. And I was like, let me get this straight. You think my cousin is going to rape me? Like, this is what you're saying. Yeah. And like, they're like, oh no, 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 not, 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 not like that. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> but um, mm -hmm. after they gave me the ultimatum, I was like, okay. So I went and I sat down, which was weird. I sat down right beside my grandma. Usually I went up to my instrument or went up to the choir right. and she just looked at me weird. And she's like, are you okay? Because I was crying at that point. And I was like, well, they told me I wasn't allowed to do anything. And she she knew yeah. like mm -hmm. what that meant. And she's like, get your shit. We're getting the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. Loud enough that like the bitch in front of us turned around. I was like, hey, Karen. Um, <laughs> I got my crap yeah. like in tears. Like, right. And I knew some of the people knew what was going on. Like yeah. I had, they had to have known. Like this had to have been something they talked about. Um, so that was two, that was March 17th, 2013. And, um, we hadn't been back since my grandma stopped going there. Um, she was just like, I wish I would have known this was happening right. ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And then she, like, we started talking about things like what I had gone through. Cause she also didn't know I went to a conversion camp. I told her it was a youth conference. Oh no. Oh, man. So like, that was another point. I told her, well, you remember that youth conference I said I went to, I was like, actually it was a camp. And yeah. I told her some of the things that happened. She's like, she, she felt so you could tell she felt defeated cause yeah. she raised me. Like right. she felt defeated. She's like, I did not, uh, she just lost for, I was like, it's nothing you did. Like right. I had, I've had to like reassure her over the years. Like I'll guarantee it. it's nothing you did. Like you had like, of course this wasn't going to affect you. <clears throat> like, unless you've grown up in that situation as somebody like me, like it, you're not going to realize that this, that it's like that. Right. Yeah. Um, churches like that have made girls stand up and apologize to the wives of their rapists yeah. in church oh and then God. move them across the country. Yeah. Like again, 2020 specials. Right. And so it, 
it's very it's hard growing up in that but at the same time like after you get out of that system you like un you hear from people about like what they think about it as outsiders yeah. yeah and i had some teachers tell me they're like we knew you were going through stuff we just didn't know what you were going through i had an english teacher miss cox uh, she had a georgia o'keefe painting in the front of her room yeah. love it <laughs> and um she would suggest books for me knowing that i was like trying to be a very conservative christian but she would like suggest things like perks of being a wallflower right and, like yep. make mm -hmm. me read them yeah and like they always had like some sort of gay undertone to them right and i'm so thankful for that because like it, it was still a little bit of like light in the darkness yeah um, and she told me she goes oh yeah like i did that on purpose like yeah. she she's like i knew like yeah. we all knew i had another teacher um tell me one time it was my band director we were on the way back from a band thing and she was like well i know you know better than to be gay because you're a good christian boy well karma hit her like a bag of bricks because her daughter came out a couple of years later oh, yeah. so yeah oh man um but and it's not all yeah. bad. No. Like, it's not all bad, too. Yeah. Like, there have been some really good things about growing up yeah. gay in Appalachia. Like, the dating pool is very small. Right. Um, that can be good or bad. So yeah. you just find somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you go with it. Um, and then um, anymore, I think younger generations are a lot more accepting. Like, I think there's yeah. a huge movement of, like, progressive people in Dude, Appalachia. I agree. And they've been very good about it because like Appalachians have been marginalized for right. like years. Like people have gone in, like stolen our resources and like just left us hanging. Yeah. And so I think there's a little bit of camaraderie there. Right. Yeah. And so after coming out and everything, um, luckily I went to college, um, went through a music department, which <laughs> there, there are a lot of gays in music departments. Yeah. Um, surprise. Yeah. Uh, musical theater does that to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what did it to me. My grandma showing me all those musicals when I was younger. I'm just kidding. It was just kidding. But, um, <laughs> it was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> seven Brides for Seven Here's Brothers. <laughs> it was Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. There were seven brothers. Yeah. Like, yeah. obviously, I was going to pick one of them. Um, so um, it, it just got, it got better. Um, and then, as I said, like I converted to Judaism full time, yeah. um, which is really nice because reform Judaism, it's, and in conservative Judaism, um, so two of the three main movements, um, it's not really seen as a sin. And right, yeah. like, they have the original text, yeah. so like, I feel like they understand the Hebrew better. Right. Um, oh, wait a second, you mean if you, if you speak I mean, Hebrew. If you speak Hebrew, I mean, and you translate the Torah to the Old Testament, what? Yeah, no. like, right? It's like they just automatically know it better. Yeah. Um, but also, like, there's a thing where, like, if it exists in nature, then it's natural. And right. if it's natural, it's of God. Yeah. So homosexual behavior exists in nature. Therefore, it's natural and it is of God. Right. So yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. It, it, neither. It's different. And, um, so it's just not seen as like a big deal. Like yeah. Ju Jewish yeah. rabbis marry men all men to men and women to women, non-binary really? to non-binary all the time. Yeah, and well, not all the time, but um, <laughs> whenever right. it happens, it's not seen as like out of the ordinary. Taboo. Right? It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's not out of the ordinary anymore. Yeah, it's not a hot t news topic. Yeah, but in the Orthodox the community, it. It, it there's a lot of division in the Orthodox community, yeah. uh, which is the most conservative right. uh, movement of Judaism. But like for the most part, like no one thinks anything of it. And it was a better fit for me as mm -hmm. a person who's gone through religious trauma. Right. Yeah. It was like coming home to something. So yeah. I, I have a question for you. This is just something I've always wondered ever, you know, ever since we've, 
you know, met each other, uh, been friends on Facebook, things like that. Just, you know, so, so growing up, um, you know, you, you were a part of a, what was it? Was it a church group, something like in terms of people wearing skirts, things like that, that I've seen your pictures that you put on Facebook. I've always been curious, like, is that where this came from? Like, yeah, I was uh, part independent fundamental Baptist. So independent, meaning they don't belong to a conference like the Southern Baptist conference, American mm-hmm. Baptist conference, United Methodist conference. Mm-hmm. Um, they are their own thing, but right. there's a network of them. Yeah. Um, they vary, um, and then fundamentalist, meaning they believe that the Bible in King James Version form yeah. is the fundamental word of God. Right. And so they are l- biblical literalists right. as well. Uh, they believe in biblical inerrancy like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Uh, so it is what it is, what it says to them. Right. Um, and they take it at face value, jean skirts, down to the ankles, yeah. or at least below the knee. Right. Um, we would go on youth retreats. And girls would have to wear skirts. Yeah. And um, it was very much gender roles, too. Right. Um, when we went on a missions trip, the kitchen was, like, 120 degrees. We were in Trinidad, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And they were cooking, and I went in there because I like to cook. And they're like, why don't you go and be with the man and learn what the men need to learn? I don't yeah. know why I'm going to do a thicker accent. Like, right. For some reason. But, well, it is what it is. Yeah. And you let the women learn what they need to learn. And I was like... The men are sitting in the only air-conditioned room in the house doing jack shit. Yeah. Um, I got bored. Yeah. Um, and he's like, what would your grandma, your mom think about this? I was like, what would my single mother, who's yeah. been married four times, think about strict gender roles? Yeah. <laughs> um, let me think. <laughs> um, and, like, my mom's pretty... Um, out there and crazy so like that was never a problem there but uh yeah that's where that came from it was just that like harry potter was a sin like those were the books that we burned like that kind of church so i I mean i guess you know has there been anybody that that you were there with throughout that throughout that stint of your life that that has kind of moved on from it kind of like you have in terms of you know other people you still keep in touch with from from that situation and and everything like that um after i left i went through and deleted everyone from that church yeah Yeah. um because i rightfully so yeah rightfully so everyone it didn't matter like just everyone um because i had made a post and like some of them started commenting on it yeah i mean i knew they would i was just being a dick right and um (laughs) don't be a dick yeah right don't be a dick but i wanted to i deserved it at that point Um, Uh, that that's to say the least maybe yeah i i was allowed like allotted one dickish move Mm -hmm. um or three and um so i just went through and deleted them since then i have added some back um there have been people that have left a couple of them left after i was like ultimately i i say i was kicked out because like the ultimatum like when you give somebody an ultimatum like that are you really giving them a choice you're not giving them a choice and so like i say i was kicked out yeah and um so a couple of them left and then one um i wrote a letter to my church telling them i wanted to be taken off of the membership list and i went about like it was three pages long i'm a wordy like more wordy but like (laughs) it just went on and on as you can tell um and um (laughs) they did they actually mentioned me one time in a sermon like by name yeah and people like a couple people got up and left the pastor said that uh democrats were evil one time so a woman who was running for office as a democrat that was in the congregation got up and left uh forever 
Um, and a couple of them would message me later on and be like, oh, my God. So we're yeah. out now. And um, this family of like there are these two families that would come for VBS. And I remember growing up and one of them had to be gay. Like I knew he was gay. Yeah. Um, I wasn't attracted to him because he was not like attractive. Right. But, like, of course. I just knew he was gay. He was Poor flowy. Guy. He played mm -hmm. violin. Um, not that violin's gay, but like <laughs> when you're young, yeah. you think it is. Yeah. And um, oh. <laughs> right. Sorry. Oh, did you play violin? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I just always thought it was cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I guess I'm a dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, had normativity is a fun thing yeah um but i knew he was well later on in life i i i'm snoopy and they, they were like families of nine and they lived in one single rv and traveled the united states Ugh. to do bible schools yeah and like they smelled like you would imagine like they live in an rv yeah they all had names that started with the, the same first letter they were all biblical. There was one set that had M's and another set that had J's. They were cousins. Um, but like the M side, uh, the oldest one, turned out he was gay. He serves in the army now. Um, he came out, the family just all but abandoned him. They come yeah. to things where he gets like recognized for, but like they don't invite him to like family events and all those things. So I reached out to him and talked to him for a little bit. There's also a Facebook page um, a Facebook group that's closed. It's independent fundamental cult survivors and their friends. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and it's basically a memes page. Yeah, and of we, course. we talk about like all that kind of stuff and like yeah. leaving the church and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do reach out to them. I've had people reach out to me and like, um, I'm very candid about it, very open about it yeah. anymore. Uh, cause why not? Right. Somebody needs to hear it. Yeah. And, uh, right. yeah. Like somebody needs to hear that shit. And, um, you know, so they do. I've had a couple of people that have been gay from that same church that yeah. have experienced the same things or left before they could. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was, is ultimately the goal is yeah. getting them out before it gets to the point where they're left in the woods overnight <laughs> or like um, yeah. thinking about like not being alive anymore, you yeah. know, like get getting them out of that situation before right. that's why that's also why i'm very open about it as a teacher too of course um obviously i'm not like hey student guess what i'm gay yeah. like obviously like but if they ask i don't of course i don't deny it right yeah, yeah. and i answer all their questions within reason yeah yeah um there is a there is a line of course and they do try to cross it right so do they really oh yeah but middle schoolers no no uh -oh. high schoolers oh. oh i had a high schooler one time ask me um and you can edit this out if you need to. Um, he asked me the question that you get a lot as a gay man uh, about bunk beds. Yeah. And um, I was like, I was like, there's a line. Yeah. I was like, you just cross that line. Yeah. Get out of my office. Right. Like, mm -hmm. go. Yeah. And he's like, well, I just did. I was like, leave now. Yeah. Um, so, like, obviously there is a line. And, like, I make sure they know when they've crossed that line. Yeah. Um, but no. most of the time they don't. Well, you know, I think I think that's a good segue into, you know, my next question of how do you see yourself in terms of a teacher for, um, you know, being for these students that may be, you know, gay, whatever it may be. I mean, dude, you, you just unsure. I mean, just yeah, wanting I mean, to express themselves. I mean, you. I think, and this is just me personally. I think you play a big role in these students' lives. Uh, Without a doubt, um, that that struggle with this. Um, I mean, how. How do you handle these situations that, that student, of course, students are going to feel comfortable coming to you about these things. Um, 
how, how do you feel about that in terms of? I knew it would happen uh, because I had been working with a marching band beforehand. They knew I was gay. Yeah. So, like, when I got hired, like, there was no point in me even, like, debating on whether or not I was going to be out. Um, but I decided that I was just going to act normal. Like, right. it's a normal thing. Yeah. Uh, and, like, yourself. people yeah. talk about their wives. People talk about their husbands. Well, I'm going to talk about my own life sometimes. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I teach choir, so I have these kids from 7th through 12th grade. Yeah. So it's not like a regular class where I might have them a year or like a semester or whatever. Yeah. I have them potentially for six years. Right. So there's already going to be a different type of relationship there. Um, you usually like from my own experience, having been in choir, having been in band throughout school, like you end up looking at them different than you do like your math teacher. Yeah. Um, it's just how it goes. Right. Uh, yeah. Like coaches, like you look at your coach differently than you do um, your um, teachers sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so there was already going to be that there. Uh, but in terms of like my gay students, um, it's been sometimes it's been hard, mm -hmm. I will say, because I've had some very touchy moments yeah. where kids did not have supportive homes. Right. Yeah, that gets hard. But then I have some rewarding moments where kids have like amazing homes or like I'll have a parent message me and be like, how do I deal with this? Yeah. Um, and it's great. I almost act like a de facto counselor right. in that in that regards, yeah. uh, because like they know I'm out yeah. like even students I don't have in class. Um, I've had a couple like just reach out and try to talk about it, yeah. get advice. Um, and I always tell them, like, if if it's safe for you to come out, like, do it on your own time. But if it's not safe for you to come out, that's okay, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is perfectly fine. It's it's um, it's a journey, like, you have to go on. It's like, I'm where I'm at today because, like, my journey was rocky. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I have the type of personality that I'm just like, fuck it. Like, yep. I'm mm -hmm. going to be me. Um, so I've had, like good instances with students um sometimes i have to also understand i'm the first gay person a lot of these people are going to meet you're right even if they're like straight very cisgender, yeah like very i am the Ethan. first out gay person some of these kids will meet in their lives yeah yeah that they know of right mm -hmm. and um I, that's kind of its own responsibility because at the same time I have to think about like how do I present myself as a gay person right because like at the end of the day I want them to think well mr. Bartlett's a good person he just happens to be gay right and that way when they run into a gay person in the future maybe think of me like before yeah. you um, use a slur Definitely. or like yeah or anything like that and I, I joke around with students sometimes like um, I, I've seen like boys in the hallway be like, well, that's gay. I'm like, and is there anything wrong with that? <laughs> and like, they just look dumbfounded or like they'll spank each other or like do something really gay yeah. because yeah. they're middle school boys. That's right. all they know how to do is touch each other. Yeah. And I'm just like, right. I'm like, dudes, that's real gay. And then they'll go, oh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, it's, it's my, one of my favorite things to do because yeah. like, um, it, it just works really well. Like I work really well with middle school boys yeah. because I have the same sense of humor as yeah. a middle school boy. <laughs> so vulgar. <laughs> very vulgar. vulgar. <laughs> um, and so like it, it kind of just goes with it, but mm -hmm. I've had kids like their parents have pulled them from my classes before. Cause I teach at elective. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't need it to graduate. I had a girl come up to me one time. She's like, my parents don't want me to be in choir anymore. And I was like, okay. I was like, um, is there a reason? Like, are you like doing well in your classes? She's like, 
well, it, it, it's because you're, you're, you're gay. And I was just like, I was like, oh, okay. I was uh, like, now that happens sometimes. And she's like, uh, now I, 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 I don't have a problem. I was like, no, listen, you're fine. I know your heart. I know your heart. Yeah. I know that you're okay. Right. Um, these things happen. And like, I have to explain to them, like, you know, it's okay to think like your parents. It's okay to think differently than your parents. Yeah. I was like, but at your age, do what they think is best for you. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but follow your own heart when you feel necessary. Um, and she was just afraid I was going to be mad at her or right. anything yeah. like that. And I wasn't. I'm not yeah. even mad at the parents. Right. Um, I'm a little bit sad for this child. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but then I had a student like write me this note and she's like thank you for being a fabulous sparkly gay choir teacher yeah, <laughs> yeah. so i have a mixture of things right um, yeah. and then i have to deal with like their coming out stories uh sometimes i'm the first person they've come out to i believe that um i had that um a couple years ago when i was student teaching i had a student and like i'll leave school names out and everything because I, I was at different schools so it could be anywhere um who told me that um their dad put a gun on the table and said i would rather shoot myself with this gun than have a gay child yeah Damn. and it's like that's not an apparently that's not enough to get cps involved yeah that's not enough to warrant a well child check or anything like that um even though, like, to me, I was like, that puts that child in danger. Yeah, like, that puts that child in danger. They ended up making them go through, like, therapies and stuff, which, again, I will tell anybody who will ask, it's child abuse. Like, yeah. especially if you put your own child through it. Yeah. Um, it's child abuse. So I've had to deal with that. Um, sometimes I'm the first person to call somebody by their preferred name, preferred pronouns, yes. um, because, like, my th my philosophy is you, if you can remember that Elizabeth goes by Liz, you can remember that the the name on your roster that says Harriet is now Harry. Yeah, like you can remember that. Like right. it's it's literally that easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't tell me that it's not. Like, no, I agree. <laughs> like if so, um, so I've had to do with that, and but being gay has helped with that because I can come from a place of like. I've been there before. Yeah. yeah. Experiences. Um, I know what you're going through. Right. Um, it's a little bit different because I think times are different now. Yeah. Um, gay marriage has been legalized for like six years now. Mm -hmm. um, so like they've kind of grown up with it a little bit nor more normal. Um, basically, I just try to normalize yeah. being an out gay adult. Yeah. Um, while also having fun with it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, definitely. Well, just living your life. You right. have every yeah. right to do that. You're right. I mean, yeah. It's and I make jokes like I walk really fast and kids will say, you walk really fast, Mr. Bro. I'll be like, I'm, it's because I'm a homosexual. Yeah. <laughs> I walk right. at a gay's pace. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, why? I was like, because the haters are out to get me. That's yeah, why. That's why. I was like... <laughs> I was like, dear God, That's don't really want funny. like the Jehovah's Witnesses catching me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> might send me back to the camp. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Dude, you have talked about so much for me to even try to process in like the, like, the past 20 minutes. Oh, it's been 20 minutes? See, well, I told you I was a 30 minutes. <laughs> it's been like 30 minutes. No, no, yeah. no you're good. Like, no, like I, I kind of like. Just for me to be able to process, like I kind of want to take this back to like what we first talked about. Like I don't care how long this episode goes. No, I don't care. I mean, either. as long as you're cool with hanging out, but yeah. like, just like going through, and I, and I don't want to bring this back up, but going through the conversion camp and then just the church that you wanted to be involved in, 
and what you at that point in time felt led that you had to do. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm a Christian guy, but man, I'm fucking sorry. Yeah. I mean, I, I know. I, I mean, I don't, I, I just, I just, I just hate that because, and, and I'm probably what would be considered a deconstructing, deconstructing Christian at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, I mean, I still attend and everything, but still, I mean, I, I feel like I have the right to question the church. Um, but that's not the love of Christ <laughs> that I've been taught my entire life in, in the fact that there's a church. And I mean, there's a multitude of churches that probably follow in those footsteps that, that you've had to face, man. And I, I just, I just hate that. I mean, I, and I'm glad that you found the religion that, that your heart is led to and everything. Yeah. I mean, Oh, it took a long process. Yeah. And I I can't imagine that. I can't imagine going through any of this. It was, it was weird. And I will tell you, there were about 22 boys that I went to camp with Mm -hmm. that I know of that I know of. Cause like we have like reached out on Facebook and other social media that I know of four have committed suicide and like succeeded. Oh wow. Four Um, out of 22. Yeah. And so when that's one of the reasons why I'm so vocal about it, like, because like, I got through it. I made it out, but like there have been people like that have not. Yeah. And it, it's really sad to think about because like they had their whole lives ahead of them and they could have been happy if like somebody, if somebody would have just been like, dude, get the fuck out. Yeah. Or like went to their parents and be like, I'm going to be quite honest with you. This isn't going to change because they'll tell you that too. They'll tell you, you'll always live with this, but this is your cross to bear. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has their struggles. That's what they'll tell you. They'll be like, but God doesn't give you any struggle that you cannot handle, yeah. but you're never going to cure this. You're just going to have to suppress it mm-hmm. because one of the key tenets of this type of Christianity is dying in self to be brought up in Christ. And so you have to basically kill the self. What to, a misinterpretation, yeah. man. Yeah, and it's horrible because, like, some of them take it really literally. Well, of course. Like, I, mean, I he, took it really listen, literally. Yeah, I, I mean, you, and here, I think here's the thing that, that I'm trying to, <clears throat> that I'm trying to process. I understand, but that I'm trying to process, like, you put yourself through this. Yeah, I, I, made voluntar- you go I voluntarily this. did it. Nobody made you go through this. But, like, I, I look at it in a certain way. So, like, part of deconstruction, I guess, was, like, examining the aspect of free will. Yeah. So, like, we are, as humans, given free will. However, the free will is to sin and go to hell or be perfect and go to heaven. Yeah. Is there really free will at that point? And so, in that system, that's what I was faced with. Either I go to hell or I kill the self be raised in Christ and live with this struggle my whole life, marry a woman and like, not like have any feelings toward her. Like try to bear children, like with whatever medicine I need to take for that. Yeah. Um, lots of Viagra and like, (laughs) like lots of it and like all those things. And like, that, that was another thing to me. It's like, they want you to marry a woman, but how can you truly like have that type of bond with somebody if you're not even like on that level yeah. with them, yeah, um, well, that, that's unfair to you're her. Cheating yourself and you're that cheating is them. really unfair you to her. I mean? Yeah, and like a lot of them cheat on their wives. Like they get caught like cheating on their wives uh-huh. all the time, and I don't know. It's just it's stupid. Yeah, but like I felt like I had to do it because yeah. like otherwise hell. So uh, that's I'm, 
uh, I mean, not to bring this, and I, I grew up in the uh, Lutheran church. Yeah. Very open church. Very, I mean, they've been ordaining um, just openly gay folks for over a decade. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's what I've come to know and, and be perfectly fine with. I mean, for, for my entire life and then just being involved in other churches and stuff as I've grown older and stuff is just, it just blows my mind, man. And I, and I, I just, I just hate that for you. But I mean, just the way that you take this in stride and well, I mean, I'm not saying that it's been an easy process for you, but like at this point in your life that you're just like, I'm going to oh, be this, open about this. This is like, what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've learned to cope with it with, with that. Uh-huh. Like that's how I cope with it. Um, I do have moments of PTSD. Um, <laughs> the weirdest one whenever I see a jean skirt out in the wild um, like ankle length <laughs> jean skirt out in the wild I, I just look at it I'm like oh shit and then I look yeah. around for like more of them and like because <laughs> I'm afraid Understandable. and like one time my pastor tucked in plaid shirt oh yeah <laughs> my pastor did a tent revival here last year or the year before it was last year and it was over here with two other churches of the like in the community mm-hmm. one led by a local delegate. delegate yeah um they had it and i heard his voice because he was the guest pastor i heard his voice as i was driving by i had to pull over and like i uncontrollable sobbing because that was the first time i had heard him talking in like 10 well yeah like 10 years yeah and i was just like uncontrollable and so i just kind of well seven years got up and like pulled over in the tutor's parking lot like right beside it for some reason and like just started bawling but um so i do have moments where it's rough but most of the time i just if i don't talk about it like who's going to if i don't like bring it up like who's going to um and it's been helpful because like i've got to work with fairness west virginia on it yeah and use that as a way to be like okay so i went through this no kid should legally be allowed to go through this like it's still legal to put your kid through conversion therapy even though it's an archaic psychological practice and we've been pruning archaic psychological practices forever the fact that some of these men can't take their wives down to lobotomies are us like should be like a telltale sign for that i know that's disappointing to them Uh. but like we've been doing it forever and it's child abuse but like people just do it like it's without a doubt like like, no problem well you know go ahead no no i I mean i was just going to talk about like because you brought up fairness west virginia I just kind of wanted to kind of segue into like your involvement with like their work and what they do for the for the state of West Virginia. I mean, and I know that there's other groups very similar across Appalachia and everything. So just, I mean, if you can kind of dive into that, I know you touched on. I've on I've that. done a little bit with them, like off and on. Okay. I don't get to like do too much with them because like I have a full time job Fair and enough. like all that kind of stuff. Um, it started out I did like a couple phone banks with them back mm-hmm. in college, um, and then they've changed like hands every now and then Mm -hmm. and most recently i did an interview on conversion therapy and like my whole like story behind that um and everything so they could use that to talk to um state legislators about like banning it for kids under 18 because it's still legal in the state of west virginia um and these are unlicensed counselors, unlicensed therapists that are doing this. Yeah. Or I mean, they're, they're shocking people. Yeah. So they're, 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 they're do- which is th- illegal. Is, I did yeah. not know that at the time. But, like, apparently electroshock therapy is illegal. But it has to be, like, a certain voltage. So, like, who knows? Um, but 
like <laughs> certain yes. voltage. And um, so it was just to talk to them about it and everything. I did a community panel for them recently where we talked about LGBT issues in education mm -hmm. um, and going about like what we need to do um, in public education to be better about LGBTQ plus issues, especially yeah. the T, especially the T aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, because like, I think that like right now, I don't feel unsafe as a gay man, but yeah. if I was trans, like the amount of unsafe I would feel yeah. um, is unimaginable. Yeah. And so, like, just working on that a lot, um, I'm about to write an op-ed um, just about, like, my experience um, to kind of just get that out there as well because, like, again, we're trying to push that legislation right. yeah. on, yeah. like, banning conversion therapy for youth um, because it leads to suicidal ideation. It leads to, well, like, depression. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all See, sorts of different things. And um, lasting effects. Yeah. Like there are certain things I'm never going to be able to like not think about, like yeah. not like I have a hard time getting on four wheelers. I've gotten over it to the point where I can do it, but like I have a hard time with that. I don't like being blindfolded. Yeah. Um, I have to keep a nightlight on like in my house somewhere. Right. Like I can't sleep with it, but like I have to know that there's a light on in my house. Yeah. That way I can find my way out of the dark. Yeah. Um, which is weird. Um, and like I still have like night terrors, yeah. Like where I wake up and like it's hallucinations basically, and you'll yeah. see like a figure or like something, and like I think that's related. <laughs> like I don't know if it's related or yeah. not, but like we need. We're trying to get it to a point where kids don't have to experience that anymore. Yeah. Because like I I don't think that like because I went through something that like somebody else should go through it because it's like well life was hard for me. Yeah. You just have to live with it. Yeah. No. Yeah that right, boomer. like you should not have to live through like <laughs> yeah. jacked up shit yeah like to be a real adult like people are like well you guys don't know struggles i'm like i'm like listen yeah. that's good yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. don't want people to isn't know that what you that's just that what you live for for the next the generation point. to have a little bit better than what you had it yeah and um i want to do more with them mm -hmm. so i'm planning on doing more with them within the next coming years because like it's down to the wire yeah like West Virginia has the hot, one of the highest rates of trans youth yeah. in the nation. And we're, we just passed like a bill banning trans women from sports, only from girls sports, mind you. Yeah. But like, you know, that's another discussion for another day. <laughs> but like, we're doing all these things like, and when I was little, I, I always thought like, when I got older, it'd be better. Like, oh, it gets better. It gets better. I thought it would be much better once marriage equality was legalized. No, I can still get fired on Monday for getting married on Saturday. Yeah. In the state of West Virginia, yeah. Yeah, I can get evicted. I can, like, be denied service, which I've I've had waitress, waitresses switch tables before. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's, like, the fact that that's still happening, it, it makes it harder, to as a teacher, to tell kids that it gets better. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time, I just have to tell them, I was like, if you can get out, get out. Yeah. Like, if you want to live your life without having to fight, one of the reasons why I stayed back and, like, have stayed in West Virginia is, like, there's potential here. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to do something. And if we don't, like, we're going to lose a lot of children. You're right. Yeah. And... That's been the biggest thing for me is like trying to get that point across to these people is like, we're not just talking about like therapy. We're not just talking about camps. We're not just talking about 
bathrooms or sports or anything like that. We're actually talking about a child's life. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in some cases, like being misgendered is a matter of life or death. Yeah. Being accepted is a matter of life or death. And like, they don't understand that because they've never been there Right. and trying to get them to understand that can be difficult at times. Um, because again, some of them think it's just your struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think that that hits on me in terms of just like, I think it's just the unwillingness to want to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Yeah. Is what it is. I feel like that's what I think that's what it crumbles down to is that somebody does not want to step out of their comfort zone and see something in a different light than what they've always seen it. Or or just being able to accept that like I don't fully understand this. But I Exactly. So 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 it's yeah. wrong. Right. Like 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 what's wrong with just like not being able to understand it but just be okay like yeah. like all right. Yeah. Like Teach me. Let me learn. Yeah. Or just be okay that you don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I, that's something that I can't comprehend. Right. It was really hard with me for like, especially like trans um, issues. Like, I'm not trans. I've male identifying, assigned male at birth. Recently, uh, because I had a survey at the beginning of the year that I do, and I put preferred pronouns on there. Yeah. Like, I put that on there. Somebody who was trans reached out and said, actually, just put pronouns. Because preferred makes it sound like that's just what you want to be called, yeah. not what you are. Right. And I thought about that for a second. Fair I was enough. like, you know what? I'm going to do better, yeah. and I will change it. Yeah. And because it's like, okay, like, that's all it takes is, like, sitting there, like, somebody was like, okay, do better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no. so like I had to just make that one change and it's right. an easy fix that doesn't take that much effort. Well, and, 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 and how much does it affect your life? How does right. it affect our life? If the None. way someone else None. wants to live their life. That, yeah. That's what I don't understand. And I'll, I'll tell you one thing that, that, uh, and I, I, the reason why I bring this up is because I, I done it in a previous episode of like, mm-hmm. it is kind of difficult for a straight for a straight person to get the right pronoun. Like, dude, I slip numerous yeah. times. Well, like, we were talking about, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I'm trying to think who we were talking about in the, in one episode, but I kept saying councilman. Uh, uh, and um, it was, and it was. A councilwoman, yeah. um, Mary. Ketchum. Yeah. Ketchum. yeah. Mary Louise Ketchum. Yeah, yes. and I kept yeah. saying councilman, and then I was just like. Councilwoman. And, yeah, and yeah. you know what, and, but <laughs> listening back to that, I'm like, damn, like, I hate But you that. know you did that. Right. See, that's the thing. You feel bad about that. That's, yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. And, like, a lot Rosemary. of times. Yes. Rosemary. Rosemary. Okay. Yes. She's a, she's a West Virginia can't wait. Right. Candidate as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Wonderful human being to follow on Twitter. Oh, oh yeah, wonderful. God. She's hilarious. 100%. Loved 100%. 100%. I want to meet her yeah. in person. Have her yeah. sign my right tit. Just yeah. be like, hey, <laughs> please, please tattoo this. this. Please tattoo this. Please. For when you're famous. Yeah. Um, is. Well, is famous. She is quite famous. Yeah. yeah. Um, I. I was pretty bad about it because I didn't know like what it was until college too. And like, I was part of a group at Marshall called diversity ambassadors yeah. and like you had to apply to be in it. And like you went to different schools, different venues and talked about like your experience. Right. We had a trans male on the group. And like, I was asking questions I didn't know were invasive, um, like about their dead name. Like yeah. do not yeah. ask somebody what their name was at birth. I learned that the hard way, but I learned it. Yeah. And to me, that's the big difference. Like, you knew that you did that. You feel guilty about it. You're trying to not do it again. Yeah. And somebody else might hear that and be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. That's the difference. Okay. Yeah. And because, like, I've had trans people be like, you slipped up on my name. 
and I'll be like, oh, so sorry. And then they'll be like, just do better. Yeah. They're very, usually very understanding. And if they're not, there's a reason they're not very understanding. Right, of they, course. They've gone through so of much course. shit. Yeah. And, and like, I think that's why I was just like, oh, man, going back and listening to the episodes, like, damn. Like, it's just, but it's, it's like you said, and I see it now. You know, I, I do try to, 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 you know, make that distinction, make, you know, say it the correct way it's yeah. just and i think i'm bringing this up from from a straight perspective i think yeah you know if we're going to talk about this stuff and and be open about this stuff yeah. i think it's i think it's important for other people to understand like exactly what i just said like you're going to make mistakes and call people yes. by the wrong name but as long as you are and that's a great perspective to have yeah. you know what i mean in terms of as long as you're trying to fix it you know because you know i, I i'm always about just just doing the right thing mm -hmm. and and it's kind of funny because it's like I feel like being respectful and respecting people's decisions and, yeah. and their lifestyles like that's doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't question any cisgender guy oh, that's, hell no. that's just like I'm just going to be an alcoholic. <clears throat> yeah. I'm not referring to us at all. But oh my God. <laughs> no, I was oh. like looking at hey, that. Carson. What's up, buddy? Now, on my profiles and everything, I put my pronouns. I always put he, him. And then I will accept they, them. I'm not genderqueer or, like, gender non-binary. Yeah. I just accept that as, like, if you don't know or if you don't want to assume um, because you have experiences with that, like, I'll accept whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I even tell people, like, I'll accept asshole. And, like, <laughs> I have a, there's a possessive form of asshole. Um. Oh, as I yeah. burp. Like, asshole. Um. Like, it's assholums. Yeah. And so it's theirs. It's assholums. Right. And so like, so I'll like answer to anything. <laughs> it is your dada. Oh, you're okay. Hello. Oh my gosh. Hello, sir. I've taken your picture before. Yes. And you're shy. <laughs> but no, I think it just goes back to just me wanting to do the right thing and, and, you know make the make the right call on that you know what i mean and it's uh and that's a good place to be because there are a lot of people who don't who aren't there yeah. and and who could give a shit less and they make it well known that yeah. they could give a shit and yeah. like that's what's tiring too like i i'm only 28 and i'm tired of it yeah i can't imagine what like somebody in their their 50s feels like or yeah. somebody in their 70s and i think back to like the people who like had been there before like i knew being gay wasn't going to be a huge issue on my family's part especially my dad's family because my dad was straight but he marched in like one of the very first pride parades in charleston right. with his lesbian friends yeah. and like um people would always ask me because he's dead they'd be like how would your dad feel about this i'm like oh boy let do me I tell you let me tell yeah, you let bitch. me let me tell you something hello sir <laughs> so like i just kind of go with it yeah but um Another thing, like people will say, well, you grew up, people, they grew up in a different time. Well, okay, a lot has happened between the time they were born and now. You're so, right. what did they not learn in that time? Yeah. Like, they didn't grow? Yeah. Okay, that's not my problem. I know. <laughs> like, I know. And it, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, as, as somebody that has, uh, you know, been big with English and has yeah. done English, like the, the Shakespeare stuff, like, extremely homosexual. Like, yes. dude, that that's Shakespeare. That's the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's. I think it's ironic that, uh, you know, we talk about times changing. Like, 
Times always change. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just. And we grew up in a different time than now. Like we're a different generation. I yeah. like. I don't feel like we're that. Like we're not old. No. Like we're still young adults. Right. But like, we grew up in a different time than our yeah. students. Yeah. And but like, as you were talking about, you're learning. Yeah. You're deciding that like yes, you grew up in a different time, but you're not going to be that time. Right. And I think that it's a very good in of itself quote right there. Yeah. It's very telling of who certain people are as people like who you are as a person yeah um that's very telling of that versus like somebody else right i think well and you know i think it all just falls back on people wanting to be good people and and people just wanting to be respectful and i think sometimes people just want to lack that or or, you know they lack that or they just want to be jerks yeah or ignore the fact that just other Types of people exist, or just other people exist. <laughs> yeah, other types. Yeah, no, and it's other really not that exist. hard. Like the bar is really low, but people are out here with like a fucking bulldozer, yeah, like, going yeah, underneath yeah. it, like tunnel drilling that right. shit. Yeah, and like I'm like the bar's on the floor, dude. Yeah, why are you out here with a tunnel drill? Right. Like, yeah. Like digger, um, because like respecting somebody, that's another like it's an Appalachian ideal. Right. Like we're grown up with the idea that Appalachians are very polite people, and they are like. They'll wait to talk about you behind your back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they'll discriminate you, but in a polite way. Right. Uh, they will hate crime you, but apologize for right. it. Right. Um, so, like, <laughs> you know, and that's always been my experience. People have been polite about it. Yeah. Um, but you can always tell, like, they'll be like, oh, he's a bit funny. Yeah. Or, like, he's, yeah. you know, like, he's right. a little bit limp aroused. Yeah. So, it is what it is. I know. Yeah. But, you know, Ethan, I, in, in this, you know, I just want to thank you in terms of the impact that you have on, on, on the whole community. I think in terms of the, I I think of the kids that go to our school, I think of the, the experiences that they've, that they've been through the, the hand they've been dealt, uh, you know, as a teacher, you sit there like you're for all kids. Without a doubt. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of teachers are always putting out their own on Facebook, on social media. Like, I love my kids. I love all my kids. Like. I, I can sit back and genuinely say, like, I love all my kids regardless of yeah. who they are, what they do, uh, how they believe. It, it, that's just the way I am. Uh, but I feel like there's others that, that um, you know, put on this facade of, of all of my kids except for. And I, I've, I've seen that yeah. in, in existence. I've had um, numerous altercations with teachers. Um, mm. I had one teacher that uh, refused to recognize a pronoun once, yeah. and um, she was just like, well, he just keeps on wanting to use this. He just wants to be a girl. And I was like, well, she's trying to tell you something. Yeah. And I just kept on, like, laying it on right. thick. I was like, well, she does this. And I just told him, I was like, it doesn't matter what you believe. At the end of the day, this is a child. Right. This is very real to that child. Right. I was like, and you could cost them their life if you do it wrong. You're right. So... Like the choice is yours yeah. ultimately, but don't f- it up. Well, <laughs> and I know there's gonna be people listening to this podcast that that are and that are probably gonna be like, oh yeah, cost their life. Like okay, but that, that's literally it. Like I've, you really are. I've been there. Yeah, like, and, I, and I think it's kind of hard for people to understand. Like this is real life. Yeah. Whether you've experienced it or not, th- this is real life. Suicide rates are what they are for the LGBTQ community. It it, it that's just the way it is. It's 25% higher for gay youth, but uh, by the time they reach the age of 21, 52% of trans people will have attempted suicide. Yeah. And, like, it, it's a huge issue. And, like, I, I tell people all the time, I was like, 
I had a literal noose around my neck. Yeah. Because of shit like this. Right. I was like, it's very, very real. Yeah. And like, as you said, people would be like, well, and some people would be like, well, it's because they were living in sin and they knew they were being sinful. I was like, no, Um, it's because people like you made me feel like I was less like deserving to be on earth. Yeah. So people like you made me feel like the only way I could like avoid hell was to just not be on earth. So, um, the ball's in your court, you know, like it, it, but it, it, but as I said, like, it's not all bad. Like around here, my kids are awesome. Yeah. Um, in fact, like, I think they enjoy having a gay teacher. Yeah. <laughs> like, some of them, I think it's, like, a badge of honor because, you know, they'll grow up to be, like, flame dames or, like, somebody's, like, uh, they'll collect gay best friends or something yeah. like Pokemon yeah. and gotta <laughs> catch them all. <laughs> and, um, like, listen, I had a friend that was like that. She's like, I just have all the gays. I'm like, yeah. are you Ash or something? Yeah, like, are you? Am I Pikachu? Can I be yeah. Pikachu? I'm blonde and cute. Yeah. Um. So, like, <laughs> just do that. And, um... I'm more of like a Jigglypuff. With a beard. <laughs> With a beard. <laughs> Old Pokemon nerd myself. Sorry. I but like I think they kind of it, there's a novelty to it almost um, with some of them. Um, I do know that like I've had kids tell me that like one kid like fully admitted to me that he was homophobic before he had me as a teacher. And then we went to an all state conference where the director was gay. He stayed afterwards and just talked to him because he was the director of the San Francisco gay men's chorus. Like he's like been on TV. He has books published. Like he's a cool dude and he knows his shit. So like, he was just like staying afterwards and talking to him. I was like, this was a kid who like would have called me, a million slurs yeah. before I had been hired. Yeah. Um, so it kind of just like normalized that yeah, for that kid. and grew. Yeah, because it's like he knows a gay person now yeah. that he has a positive rapport with. Right. And it transfers. And a lot of the kids do. I have seen a difference with that. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, when we had that group there, I remember talking about suicide prevention yeah. and they had the uh, the pride flags. Yes. I wasn't there that day. But I had a bunch of students tell me, they're like, well, they were trying to make fun of it. And I grabbed it from them and I told them off. And they were like telling me how proud they were that they like stood up for their gay yeah. um, uh, peers and all that stuff. And like they were all proud about it. And so it was like to me, it was like that was rewarding because yeah. I was just like one of them's like, I thought, what would Mr. Bartlett think in this auditorium that yeah. they were being homophobic? Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> right, right you tell yeah. them. And like they were just so proud about it. And yeah. like, of course, like I do have students that are uncomfortable with it. So I don't I I've never like push it on anybody, of obviously. Of um, but like I've. I've never really been accused of it by anybody who knows me. I've been accused of it by somebody who didn't know me on Facebook once. And I was like, listen, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, don't you dare come at me. Uh, but um, no, I, I like it. And I like being that person for those kids. Cause one of the reasons why I went into education was I didn't have that growing up. Yeah. I had one teacher that um, my band director had said something in the teacher's lounge and um, a teacher got up, told her off, and then came to me and was just like, I want you to know that you're okay. You're going to be okay. Um, she got suspended without pay for six days. Yeah. 
uh, for a like verbal altercation in the teacher's lounge. Yeah, for standing for standing up for a student. Yeah. Yeah, and like I've since like become friends with this woman. Her name is Adina Barnett. I will name her by name because she is an awesome human being. She's Definitely. a social studies teacher uh, back home, and um, she said, "Like I told her, I was like, thank you, because I yeah. I finally got to thank her for that." She's like, "I would do it again." Yeah. She's like, "I would do that in a heartbeat." Yeah. And I was just like, "I want to be that person." Yeah. If it comes down to it, I hope it never does. Of course. But like, if it comes down to it, would I risk like my pay? Would I risk my job? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if it's for a child, yeah. Yeah. So. No, and, and I think, dude, I think that's, uh, I, I think that's, you are where you belong, man. You know, I, I think you are where you belong. I know you are where you belong because you, you give people a voice, and a lot of teachers won't see it this way, but you give people a voice that, that feel that they are voiceless, that they are on the mute button. And I feel like. Uh, you do such a great job of that. And I feel like you do such a great job of, dude, I'll be honest with you, like normalizing it. It's like you said, like, dude, people just see you as Mr. Bartlett. Yeah. You know what I mean? And And I joke with the boys, like the straight boys, like the sporty ones who like would normally like probably hate crime me. Oh, hell yeah. um, When I was in high school, Um, I'll joke around with them. And like after a while, like you can see it kind of like, retracting itself because like at that point like it no longer has like a level of vulgarity yeah it's kind of like you have to break down some walls on other people in a sense and i hate that you know what i mean but the fact that some of these kids a lot of these kids will allow those walls to come down and just okay you know i think you hit on a great point at the beginning of the podcast of people saying uh, of of you saying that you know when they get older and they go out in the world and meet these different types of people like they're going to remember you if mm-hmm. they come across a gay a, a gay person. And, and I like, hope they do because I want them to think, like, now how would I treat Mr. Exactly. <laughs> but that's the impact you've, you've had. And yeah. I think as teachers, I can tell you as a teacher, like, you always want to leave an everlasting impact. And I, and I truly think I truly think you have. You know what I mean? I truly think you will continue to do so. Without a doubt. You know. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Shit, dude, it's, it's without a doubt. Yeah. But, no. man, I, I will tell you right now, this has been one of the most enlightening episodes, probably one of the most realistic episodes. I don't think there's a question about it. Uh, that we've ever been a part of. I do try um, to keep it real. Well, hell yeah. How else can you? <laughs> and I'm very yeah, candid. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just. Well, that's what makes us the best. And that's what we shoot for with, yeah. with these episodes. So, man, like, truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, it's always, I'm always very willing to, like, again, like, if somebody doesn't say something, if I don't say anything, who's going to? Yeah. So, anytime. finish out this thing and do a drink to that and call yeah. it a wrap let's 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 do a drink to that man well you got something well i'm gonna hit on something that we had talked about at the uh at the beginning okay and ethan you're joining us on this segment so mm-hmm. you can drink your water too <laughs> whatever it may be oh it's water um so i i'm gonna drink to jason and justin doing what they did the other day at yes. the high school yeah. uh our sponsors jason and justin their visions barbershop in galpas Ferry, west virginia Came to Point Pleasant Junior Senior High School the other day and offered free haircuts, not only for the boys, but he also had his new salon. Um, the stylist came in from there and also 
uh, did up some girls, man. That's I, great. I, I went in and, and some girls were getting some haircuts, getting some trims. That's where like they that. are, guys, man. And did it absolutely free of charge, uh, just out of the kindness of their hearts. And to me, man, that that speaks leaps and bounds. Yeah. Uh, so I want to drink to Visions Barbershop, Jason and Justin, Gapless Ferry, West Virginia. Guys, thank you for being you. Cheers. Lachayim. Mm-hmm. What you got, Gabe? Dude, this episode's come when this episode comes out. It's June. I'm gonna drink the Pride Month, man. Okay. I mean, it. it I there. I I know so many people that I identify as uh, gay or trans. Yeah. And I, I I just appreciate that we're able to acknowledge that and support them through this month. Definitely. And I hope that the conversation tonight, man. I, I hope that that strikes the ears that might need to hear it. Yeah. And uh, just come drink the Pride Month, dude. Let's do it, dude. Cheers. There we go. All right, Ethan, we're putting you on the spot, brother. Oh, okay. I'm going to drink to the kid that wore the uh, pride flag in school around bubs <laughs> uh, very bravely, um, braver than I ever was. Yeah. Um, these kids are way braver than I ever was, For so sure. I'm going to drink to that. <laughs> For sure. I hear, you. I hear you on that. I hear you on that. L'chaim. Yeah. Uh, well, before we... Uh, get bombarded by this uh, next Another thunderstorm. Uh, I guess that's a that's a wrap. Yeah. And Ethan, man, thanks again for coming out and hanging out with us on the back porch. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I have one question before the rain hits. Okay. Okay. Ethan. Yes. To you, what does it mean to be Appalachian? Oh, God. Um. <laughs> Don't think you're escaping this without that question. Like, I feel like you have to have a connection to... Not just, like, the culture, the people, but also to the land. Like, you, like, there's just, you know when you're Appalachian. Like, you feel so proud about it. Like, you have, like, I feel a sense of home, like, when I'm in Appalachia. I feel a sense of home when I'm around other Appalachians. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel a sense of, like, just, like, even though I'm different, like belonging yeah. in a yeah. way, yeah. Um, like when I'm away, like far away, like I'm homesick of it. Yeah. Like that's what it I means got you. to yeah. me. I like least. it. I like that a, a lot, I, I especially considering like 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 the things you've went through, man, and that that still holds true to you, man. That's that says a lot. Man. Definitely. Definitely, these hills they have a tight grip, don't they? They really do. They do. Uh, well, so guys, thank you for tuning into this episode. Uh, if you guys want to get at us, have any questions, uh, I'm sure we can forward them on to Ethan. If you have any questions for Ethan, comments, whatever. We'll definitely, uh, yeah. You know, we'll definitely keep Ethan in the loop. Uh, you can hit us up at what's Appalachian at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook at what's Appalachian, Instagram. Uh, we're even on Twitter at Appalachian. Um, so, guys, reach out any way you can, um, and we'll be here for you. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess until next time, that's it. Y'all take her easy. See you guys. This episode is powered by West Virginia Can't Wait.